Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. I just Tim. nailed my own self right there. Was that By the, the recording way, or was that you? Bruh, if you're not watching us on, on YouTube, you, you don't know what we're talking about right now. If you're coming at us in the, in the, in the old version. I mean, she not did. the old version. Yeah. The, the traditional version where we gained our fans, our lovely fans, audio version. So let's not exclude them. I just, I just, uh, hello, Moto. I'm back. Hi. What's up, everybody? And I just, uh, I just lipped along with my intro on the on the video and i just want to say because we've already gone way too long in this podcast without mentioning it a r o d jets 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 baby yeah oh the aaron baby hearing that that man just say i intend to play for new york jets it was like music in my ears tim not only is this the podcast where you get to talk about aaron Rodgers and his very soon to be home as a New York Jet, you get an entire episode of news and notes. Basically, I cannot think Bro. of an episode that you would love more. Hell yeah, man! I this. Do you think I wasn't going to mention that? Of course, it's just I'm, glorious. I'm wearing my Jets hoodie today. I got a Jets hoodie. Jason got this for me. Shout out to J- Jason. He got this for me like a, f- a couple birthdays ago. I feel like it's been a while. And, yeah, and uh, and now for the f- and the, for the first time in this podcast history, the Jets Can't have a chance it. to actually be good. Think about that. Think about all the times that we thought the Jets were going to be good and never did. I'd I'd say that like like we we love watching Red Zone on Sundays, right? We love we love what we do. We love fantasy football, and the Jets being sucky has made that so much easier because there's never been any desire to change the channel over. Like we keep the Jets on the side TV. You know when we're all watching together, but when I'm alone in the house, like I don't even watch. I don't even watch the game. I just watch. I just watch Red Zone. And then if the Jets do something, which they usually never do, I would see it on Red Zone. But now, dual screen action always. It's gonna be nice to root for a team that has a chance again. We got a little Absolutely. taste of it last year. Yeah, we get to experience what all these other fans have experienced this entire time. It's gonna be fantastic, man. People forget that, like Aaron Rodgers, he won back to back MVPs before last season and now people are acting like he's toast at what 38 39 years haters old. but like people forget that he started the year throwing to romeo dubs like alan lazard missed time with injury christian watson missed time with injury throughout the season like he was throwing to romeo dubs the ghost of randall cobb robert tunyon and then when he finally had a healthy receiving core at the end of the year the the packers went on a crazy run that ended up getting cut short by the Lions beating them, but they were a win away from making the playoffs after being, what, like five games out of it earlier in the year. And there's precedent for this happening in the past. Like, the the yeah. Broncos were a pretty decent team, and then all of a sudden Peyton Manning shows up and they win the Super Bowl. The The Buccaneers were a halfway decent team. I think they might have even had – it was back in the 16-game season, but I think they had seven wins. The they year were before. worse than the, than the Broncos were. That was a 30 for but 30. He's the GOAT. That was the 30 for 30. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, quarterbacks, GOAT quarterbacks, because you can't say Aaron. Like, until Tom Brady won, like, his last two rings, it was Tom Brady has four rings, Aaron Rodgers has one ring, and he made his Super Bowl. Like, the, it, there was still a debate, like, who's the best quarterback in the league. There was That debate was happening for, like, eight years. Yeah. Like, that was – everyone's, like – everyone kind of, like – it's a, it's kind of like the, the old – the KD versus um, – 
LeBron argument where everyone goes to the default of LeBron's the better player, but KD's the better scorer. And they, they, they use that. I feel like people were saying like A-Rod's more talented, but Tom Brady's the better football player. KD is better at nothing. Don't disrespect the goat LeBron. James I'm, I'm not saying that I'm saying that no, I'm I saying you. that people say that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. And uh, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers too, like the fact that people think the Packers have any leverage here cracks me up because we're talking about their best quarterback ever, their best player probably ever in franchise history. And he just made it clear that his time with the Packers is done and he wants to play with the Jets. The Packers aren't going to hold this dude hostage and just shit all over their prized possession for the last 18 years. That would be absurdly disrespectful. The people he loves Wisconsin, the people of Green Bay love him. Like, that's just not going to happen. The Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers, and it's not going to be for King's Ransom. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's the money that's holding things up, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if this trade ends up going through on Friday when the cap hit. Um, becomes a little easier. They a lot of money gets transferred. It, it's a very complicated contract. Like, not for of, I listen to a lot of smart people, and there's not one person who's presented the the information as I know this for certain. But the oh, there goes Tim. Tim, where'd you go? Hey, we're back. There he is. Hey, we're back. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, I hope, I hope, Michael, you kept the people entertained while I was gone there. I honestly, I didn't. I completely forgot that StreamYard uh, continues like recording. So I, I sang Tim, where'd you go? And then I went silent for like 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. Michael, that's a terrible job by you. There. And then I remember that StreamYard keeps rolling through. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, terrible job by me, but you are the one who, you know, <laughs> Exited accidentally. I, I mean, I mean, I just got disconnected. Who knows why? <laughs> it, you know, things happen. It's these yeah, the good so old internet. Apologies but, for that, audio listeners. Where was I? People where watching. Talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, how people don't really know. Right, the the contract situation. So there's there's a bunch of things out there just to just to to let everyone know what what I've gathered. So the cap hit changes on Friday. Um, three days after the league year opens, not only for Aaron Rodgers, but for a few people. So you're going to see a lot of like, like, like Zeke's going to get, get cut like officially on Friday. And, and you, cause you're going to see a lot of like cap movement. I don't know. For some reason, that's a big, that's a big day. Three days after the league year opens. And then you have the different ones, the June 1st designation, which is crazy yeah. because that's way after the draft. You have the yeah, draft. Funny, you can just designate, like designate it. Ah, just designate it as a future cut. Get this guy off our team. Yeah. And then he funny. can go sign anywhere else. So technically he's on two rosters at the same time. Um, I but think, yeah, I think Troy Wingo said the deals going to be made like within the next week and Trey Wingo has been spot on with everything, but who knows? We'll see. Trey Wingo. Uh, yeah. Got some people in trouble. Did you see what went on with this guy, Dov Kleinman or, or Kleinman or whatever his name I is? Mean, that guy, that guy is just, uh, he's just one of those guys who stays on Twitter and tweets what Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and Trey Wingo tweet. Except he after. like, except he like kind of twists the information and makes it yeah. seem more. You and know, he, he just, tags them, and now he has like fifty thousand followers because of that. People, uh, people don't know who he is, and they tracked him down. Did you know that he's like some guy in Israel? 
He's like really? a, he's like a, a like a like a Israeli like a club goer guy. That's funny. Like a dude. They, they they someone went back and searched like eight years ago of his tweets, and before he decided he was going to be like this news aggregator, he was just uh tweeting at people to to like check out his work and like articles and things like that. I think or something like that. So he was trying to make it, and then he and then he just gave in to the <laughs> social media aspect of it of just gaining followers any way you can without any self respect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a that's a that's an epidemic these days. But uh, w- with that, here's some self selfish se- self promotion. The fantasy football by Broda app. Go download it. It's it's your friend. It's your pal. That's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, and right now we have a free agent tracker. Uh, it is being, uh, updated periodically at whenever there's a signing, um, by Themi, our writer, Themi Mikolakis. He, he is, he's the man, by the way, Themi is, uh, Gridiron Greek on Twitter, Gridiron, at, at Gridiron Greek on Twitter. Great follow. Um, he's one of those guys that's just funny all the time. He's just funny. Always has the right joke at the right time. And also very knowledgeable about fantasy football. I met him in person and it was, uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Good guy. Yeah. So yeah, you guys went out to a bar, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish. When I the there. Giants got absolutely torched by the Eagles that game. Oh, that was that wasn't even close. All right. Yeah. So look, this is how we're gonna do it, Mike. There's a lot of free agent signings, and yep. it, this this is going in the descending order of the free agent tracker. So again, uh, if you go on the app, if you go on the website, every single time this this article is being updated, every single time there's a, there's a signing. So go out and check it out every single time to see the fantasy impact um, already. Now, disclaimer. It is March 16th right now. So things are liable to change. There's a lot of different things that could happen. Uh, disclaimer number two, we're only going to be going over the players that play in fantasy. Now, there's a lot of offenses that are going to be shifted by signings like Orlando Brown, uh, the left tackle signed with the Bengals. Or defensive uh, signings. Or some defensive signings as well. Um, we're not going to be discussing those because this is a fantasy-oriented show. Um so those are the two disclaimers. This is how we're going to do it. And Michael doesn't even know we're going to do it this Disclaim way. Disclaim on him, kid. Um, we're going to give everyone kind of a grade. You're going to say, yeah. does this increase the stock of the player in fantasy? Does this decrease the stock of the player in fantasy? Or is it neutral? Does it I like, not? I like surprises. Yeah. So that's how we're going to do it. So you're, we're prepared to talk about these guys, but my, I'm putting you on the spot for which one of those it is. Although you should Tag probably me and coach. Um, so let's get into Aaron Rodgers. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers for a long time, but now let's talk about the fantasy impact of Aaron Rodgers. Now, the trade is not completed yet. We talked about that. We talked about the situation. But with that being said, Michael, Aaron Rodgers to the Packers. Now, obviously, you have some to the Jets. young weapons. To the Jets. And obviously, you have some young weapons in tow that had great seasons. Garrett Wilson already considered top 12, uh, top 10 in Dynasty, uh, a, a top Asset coming into his second year, people are seeing he got graded as the top 10 wide receiver at a PFF in his rookie season. Offensive rookie of the year. Obviously, there's a lot of hype going towards Garrett Wilson. You have Elijah Moore, who had a good rookie season, uh, but struggled last year with Zach Wilson and the rest of those guys um, who were, you know, sucky quarterbacks uh, last season. Struggled with them. Uh, you have a tight end situation that you don't really know what's what's going on. But Tyler Conklin uh, looks right now. Like he's going to be the starter. Um, you got Brees Hall in the backfield when he comes back from his injury. So you have a lot of weapons, and you we'll talk about this. But they add Alan Lazard, 
also on the outside, probably going to cut Corey Davis. Um, so you have these weapons that people are kind of anticipating taking the next step next year. And now you have this guy in Rogers. So first, first thing first, Garrett Wilson, how do you feel about it? I mean, I love it for Garrett Wilson stock up across the board for the jets. I don't think we need to sugarcoat it. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's a clear, huge step up from Zach Wilson, Mike white or whoever else. The, uh, alternative options were including Derek Carr who ended up landing with the saints. He was like a jets backup option. Um, well, that was being reported at the very least. Um, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers said that he basically had his decision made for like over a week, I think like last Friday. So like five Friday. days ago prior yeah, or something. Friday. So all those reports were right, like Trevor and company. But anywho, yeah, huge, huge upgrade for everybody here, man. Yuzuma, Conklin, Moore, Lazard, Wilson, the backfield, Brees Hall. Like Brees Hall, once he like, he'll probably take some time to get back into, you know, full Brees Hall mode. But to have. Aaron Rodgers at QB and not Zach Wilson or Mike White, where defenders could uh, stack the box and be aggressive towards stopping the rush. Like, Breesaw was absolutely dominating without Aaron Rodgers at QB. And now he's going to have Aaron Rodgers there. Like, it's just a huge step up for the entire offense. I'm, I'm going to be super excited to watch it. And as a Jets fan and as a fantasy fan, like Je Justin Jefferson's sophomore year, he was going late second round and Jason and I were like, this doesn't make any sense. Like this dude showed he was a stud rookie year and we would reach and uh, get him at the turn early second round. Very often. He was one of my most rostered best ball players um, his sophomore season, even though he was a second rounder because I would just reach for him and draft him because guys like Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, they also like, what's his floor really? His floor is this season type of results. And that was with Mike white and, Zach Wilson at QB. He's just a very, very talented wide receiver. He's going to be Aaron Rodgers' new number one. Um, I expect him to start going around the turn, round one slash two area, and I think rightfully so. Like I, I think that's where he uh, belongs. To, that's where he belongs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that. I will say this: um, a lot was made about Aaron Rodgers' wish list for guys that he wanted to play with when he wanted to have Pat McAfee said that was a ridiculous statement that like they didn't have it. He didn't have that list. But yeah. with that being said, he didn't, he didn't say he didn't, he didn't say he didn't have it at the same time. He but didn't he said he, didn't have he, he was asked about players right. and he gave his opinion. Why wouldn't he? Right. Exactly. But with that being said, you got to think about Aaron Rodgers' career as well. And you know, some people in Twitter in the Twitter verse, they think they've caught like this nice, um, like this nice, like stat, and they all run with it. And one of the stats is no receiver in their first three years have, has ever had over a thousand yards uh, with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that while the reason why they are using that stat is wrong to fade Garrett Wilson, um, the thought behind it, like when you think about the stat, the real thought is Aaron Rodgers is dependent on chemistry with his players. I think you've seen this over and over again. Aaron Rodgers makes a has made a career out of chemistry with his players. Has made a career about putting the ball on Devonte Adams exactly where Devonte Adams get is going to get it. Putting the ball on Jordy Nelson, on Greg Jennings, on on Donald Driver, on Randall Cobb. Putting the these having timing plays with these guys where he throws back shoulder, he throws where they're going to be. His offense and the way he rolls is is definitely a timing kind of like he don't worry. He, he has all the, the tools, 
but that's why these young players take a little time. You saw it with Christian Watson this year as well, how he was supposed to be the number one, struggled in the beginning of the year. Then, Well, he was also injured for Injured, a yes, but time. then even came, needed some time before he came into his own. I remember there was a big thing because they couldn't connect in the preseason, right? They just needed that time to develop with one another. And I think one thing that you might see next year is you might see uh, a situation where maybe Alan Lazard is the guy for maybe one week one, week two, week three. Uh, and I will say if that is the situation, then make no mistake about it. Go and acquire yourself Garrett Wilson. I think yeah, it just... might be a slow start for Garrett Wilson next year, but I think it's going to pick up. And um, yeah, like you said, everyone gets the everyone gets the stock up on this one. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a huge. I even think, yo, call me crazy. I even think Zach Wilson gets a stock up on this because Zach I mean, Wilson sitting behind Aaron Rodgers yes, isn't a bad thing. There's no other person. If you, if you remember the, the narrative was that was his favorite player growing up, Zach Wilson. Um, when he met him, like him and Aaron Rodgers vibe, they worked out together or whatever. They already have a relationship. If Zach Wilson is, is willing to eat the, eat the bullet and be like, all right, well, I got to sit behind this guy for the next two years. Bite the bullet. What'd I say? eat the bullet <laughs> yeah he got to eat that too um you know it, it might be a good thing for zach wilson and maybe the jets you know have a a, li a linear path beyond aaron Rodgers as well now that is i don't that is, yeah that is i don't want to think about that wishful anymore. thinking that's wishful yeah. thinking. um but i'm just saying everyone wins on this offense yeah. i i just but i do think it's the that whole narrative is dumb though that you were talking about with the needing years and years and all that bullshit. Devontae Adams sucked as a rookie. He was a really bad rookie. He dropped a bunch of passes. He didn't run routes well. Like he just wasn't a good rookie. The time was a off. couple of years. It took a couple of no man, but they were all yes. Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings at that time. No, like they, they had Donald Greg Driver the, in the past. They had Donald Driver. Greg sure. Jennings definitely played with Devontae Adams. Not not always. I'm saying Devontae Adams season, had Okay, fine. But he had and a then, season. And then with what? And then for how many years? Five to six years? Devontae Adams was the star of the the team. Like, who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to to reach 1,000 yards when Devontae Adams is putting up 1,500 plus a year? He made Robert Tunyon have a Gary Barnage type season because nobody on the team was catching passes that year. Like, silly. I'm going to... I know we're not going in order, but I'm going to group Alan Lazard here too. Four years, Fair forty-four enough. million to the Jets. I I like the Alan Lazard signing. Again, I'm wearing a Jets hoodie, so it's not that. I, in my unbiased opinion, and and in my biased opinion, I just think this was a very glaring need for the Jets. A big-bodied wide receiver. Alan Lazard is a big boy, six-five. They don't have a guy like this. As good as Zach as, as uh, Garrett Wilson is, he's small. He's shifty. He's a, he's not going to go like he'll go over the middle because it's the new NFL, but he's not going to, he's not a big, strong 50, 50 guy. He's just a very talented athletic guy. They needed a big, strong red zone athletic. Yo, also phenomenal run blocker, like gives his all on the run blocking. I think this is a really, really good fit. He reminds me, I know Michael's going to yell at me. He, it reminds me a lot of, of when they paired Eric Decker with, um, Brandon Marshall with Brandon Marshall. Yeah. So because Eric Decker, he wasn't the most athletic dude, but he did the dirty work. He blocked. He won the 50 50 balls. He was big body. Uh, so I, I it just reminds me a lot of, of that combination. The thing with uh, Alan Lazard, too, he people forget that Denzel Mims played a shit ton for the Jets last season because 
he was a very good run blocker. And now Alan Lazard, who's also a very good run blocker, can take those snaps. And he's also a much more effective pass catcher than Denzel Mims is and was. Like, it's not it, like Alan Lazard, four years, 44 million seems a bit steep. Um, that's what Jacoby Myers got. That's what Juju got. Those are mid wide receivers, too. Like, I don't understand people's infatuation with Jacoby Myers. They're like, wow, the Patriots gave Juju 11 million a year when that's what Jacoby Myers got. Juju has had way better seasons than Jacoby Myers has ever had in his past, but that's that's neither here nor there. Everyone we'll also later. Everyone all of a sudden loves Jacoby Myers, I've noticed as well. Yeah, bro. I don't understand Jacoby Myers' love fest. Not for nothing. Christian Kirk got four for 72 last year. Yeah, exactly. And that was that's clearly not happening this year. Um, people have uh, learned, I suppose, even though Christian Kirk did have a good season. But nonetheless, Al Lazard, he has the connection with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said that Al Lazard is a absolutely great guy, and he's um, he's going to be happy to have him in New York. He's he's going to be a big body, like you said. He's going to run block. Maybe they lose Elijah Moore in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Who knows? If they don't, Elijah Moore in the slot, he'll have to grow up quickly with um, Aaron Rodgers at QB. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's a for what the Jets are doing. I like it. If they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, I would have been like four years is a lot for Alan Lazard, a career mediocre wide receiver who hasn't topped like 750 receiving yards but um for who he is for what aaron Rodgers brings i'm i'm okay with it especially if the jets have the money for it like why not i like alan lazard a little more than michael does i'm a i'm a lazarder i'm a i'm a i'm a lazarder i don't know that doesn't work i don't know what a lazarder is uh now you do right here in the flesh all right um so something new every day there you go. We've talked about our New York Jets. Let's go on to some more news. Aaron Rodgers. Um, man, I'm not gonna lie. You just said Aaron Rodgers again. No, I know, I know, because I because I just want to oh. say one last thing about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not gonna lie, man. There's a tiny little, a little part of me that imagines like it's June and the Packers are still being assholes. And Aaron Rodgers is like, oh well, I'm gonna retire because I don't want to deal with this. And the Jets no. get hung out to dry. Like no, I, there's bad. a little part of me that feels that way. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. He already publicly announced his plan is to play for the Jets. Like you don't do that unless that's what you're doing. If you're like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I fuck I fuck with that guy. I know I know that that's not that's not the popular opinion right now. But I just love his vibe. I dig his whole thing. All right, let's get into uh, another quarterback. I saw the funniest meme today. And I have to tell you about it. But the quarterback is Jimmy Garoppolo. He goes from the 49ers to the Las Vegas Raiders. Three years, $67.5 million. The meme today was hilarious. It said, going from Derek Carr to Jimmy G is like going from Jimmy G to Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I saw you put it on the Birdo story as well. I And you know, like that you have to, I have to really like something to share from Brodo. Yeah, I was surprised. That's not our own. You know what it I mean? Funny. But it it funny. deserved it. It deserved it. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy G going to the Raiders. I don't th- I don't think this is it's pretty linear for me. This is how I'm thinking about it. Jimmy G plus Josh McDaniels is something that intrigues me because this is the kind of system that Jimmy G thrived in when he was in New England. It's a very Jimmy G type system. It's a very like. No, it's not going to ask him to do too much. But it's also not going to just be check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. It's going to be make the smart decision, scan the middle of the field, mid-range throws, 
clutch throws when they need it. I think that's where Jimmy G excels. So I am if, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm a little excited about this, although we just lost weapons. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Gaining weapons as well. Um, we'll talk about that. The Raiders have been have been busy. Uh, Michael, what do you what do you think here? Stock up, neutral, or down for Jimmy? I mean, G? you gotta say stock up because if he stayed in San Fran, he wouldn't be getting um, a starting position. And the Raiders' offense is probably a better landing spot than several of the landing spots out there um, for a quarterback. You have Devontae Adams, the newly signed Jacoby Myers, who we who we just shit on, but nonetheless, he's a decent wide receiver in the league they just traded darren waller which was an interesting move but josh jacobs in the backfield um look jimmy g stock up the raiders overall they're not going to be like i don't think they're going to be a surprise team with jimmy g on the center three years was a little bit surprising for me especially with jimmy g getting injured every single time he has a starting job um I think but, that's what that's the surprising part. Nonetheless, it's a good move for Jimmy G and his career and the money that he's getting three years, 67 and a half million is not like clearly top end quarterback money, but I'm sure him and his agent are very happy that he was able to get nearly $70 million for three years after like the career and injuries and just performance that he's had because he's his number one thing is the guy wins games. And it's because he has been on very good teams and, He's had to just, you know, manage those games, Alex Smith style, game manager type quarterback. And there's nothing really wrong with that for teams like the Raiders, I suppose. It's not a Super Bowl winning move, though, in my opinion, by any means. But, oh, well, good for Jimmy G getting the contract. Uh, Talking about his new weapons, Jacoby Myers. He goes from the Patriots to the Las Vegas Raiders for three years, 33 million to play with Jimmy G. Um, the Patriots uh, didn't even offer him a contract even close to this, according to reports. You which, saw that he, uh, sorry to uh, interrupt okay. you, when Juju was signed for four years, 44 million, um, or was, yeah, I think that was, oh no, yeah, what did Juju get? Four years, 44, three, three years, 33. It was the same exact contract or four years, 44. Sorry. Now I'm just, no, Juju got three for 33, three for 33. So same exact contract, slightly different guaranteed money. Juju got more guaranteed money. Uh, Jacoby Myers quote tweeted and said, "It's a cold world." <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I mean, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, for look, Jacoby Myers is a good player. Uh, you know, he commands targets. You have to respect that. But you know, can, commands targets from Nelson Aguilar and company. Exactly. The question is, can he survive? Uh, here's the thing: when the Patriots don't try and re-sign their own guys when they use when they let their guys walk it usually means bad things for that guy in the future like if you can't succeed with the patriots normally uh and if the patriots let you walk and think that you've overachieved like they've gotten the best out of you i think that that's it's a red flag for me to be honest no i agree that's that's how i felt about uh uh, when Brandon Cooks was traded, obviously Brandon Cooks ended up being better than I expected. That's when Ryan Mallett was traded. Even if we go back and Houston thought Ryan Mallett would be the answer. I was like, bro, Bill Belichick doesn't think Ryan Mallett's the answer. Good luck. Like he didn't trade Jimmy G away for scraps when Jimmy G was the backup. But anywho, Jacoby Myers already had a wins above replacement last season of one whole win for the Raiders last season. So it's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> very interesting to see how that plays into 2023. Now, I was about to correct you, and, uh, and then I realized <laughs> what you were saying. If you don't remember, guys, uh, Jacoby Myers just threw a lateral to Chandler Jones, and they lost the game that way. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting move here. I think it's a downgrade for Jacoby Myers. He goes from clearly the alpha in the offense to now playing alongside Devontae Adams and being one of a few options on a team that's led by Jimmy G, who even when he's in a Kyle Shanahan offense, doesn't tend to support two wide receivers in the same offense. Um, so I mean, Debo and Ayuk had their moments, but I, 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 don't, I don't even never... think it's I don't even think it's a downgrade really. I think it's a neutral move. Like Jacoby in New England, despite all the targets, it was a fringe wide receiver three flex play PPR was a little bit safer, but he was never someone you could just put in your lineup and be like, let's go. I have Jacoby Myers. I think it's going to be the same thing this year. He's going to be a flex type of play. He's going to have his big weeks. He's going to have his down weeks, and it's going to be a very Jacoby Myers-esque season. It's funny you say that, Michael, because uh, in our home league this year, you acquired Jacoby Myers to be your wide receiver three and then said, yeah, I got Jacoby Myers. Well, my wide receiver three was waiver wire. Yeah, injured. Yeah, I had Cooper Cup go down, so... That one killed me in Dynasty. All right, let's go to another Raiders move, this time away from the Raiders. Darren Waller traded to the New York Giants for a third-round pick. Definitely um, a, a surprising move here on the wrong side of 30, but he did just sign a contract with the Raiders, and you got to remember. The uh, contract he, the Giants are adopting. He's a young, old guy. Yeah. Uh, he because he didn't play the first few years. He was, he was battling addiction. Just got married. There was reports in the media that said that uh, Josh McDaniels accidentally leaked the fact that he was getting married to his WNBA wife. I can't remember her name, um, but apparently she's nice. Kelsey Plum is her name. Kelsey Plum. Apparently she's she's really good. Uh, she plays for the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA, and uh, apparently there there was anger. Because Josh McDaniels no. accidentally let it slip during the combine that he was getting married next week. No, I think it was uh, people. No, no, it was, Kelsey Plum quote tweeted it saying it was probably because he wasn't invited to the wedding as a joke, and then everyone just like ran away with it. No, no, I'm telling you, there was it was a completely different report. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was a. I don't. Hey, hey. Either way, he's traded to the Giants. The Giants trying to surround Daniel Jones with weapons. They've been in on DJ Chark. According to some rumors, um, but they get Darren Waller, a weapon for Daniel Jones. Obviously, they plan badly to use him. Yes, a badly needed weapon. Right now, he he slots in as the number one receiving target on the team. So, with that being said, Michael, how you feeling about Darren Waller in the uh, in the giant blue? I'm actually giving him an upgrade here um, because while I'm not a huge fan of. Daniel Jones um, as a quarterback, and I don't think Darren Waller has huge, huge upside because of the the offense that he's being traded into. He is entering a space where he could be the number one option in the passing game, like a Travis Kelsey, like a Mark Andrews, because, look, the Giants, they have Darius Slayton, now Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins. And Isaiah Hodgins last season, in the playoffs, I told him, start Isaiah Hodgins, and he went in. Um I told people Isaiah okay, Hodgins was a good that. streamer. Like Isaiah Hodgins had several good weeks when he was the number one option. Richie James even had good weeks when he was uh, forced into being the number one option. Like it's still a Brian Dable offense. He's gonna get players open. Um, and Darren Waller, we know, is super athletic, very talented tight end. He's been injured over the past couple seasons, but people forget that he was arguably like the number two tight end in the league behind. Um, Travis Kelsey, the two years where he was actually healthy, putting up over a thousand yards for the Raiders. Um, and like Derek Carr is a better passing quarterback than Daniel Jones is, in my opinion. But Derek Carr left, like Jimmy G was not, um, 
going to be feeding Waller a ton with Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and company there. So I think it's a good move for Darren Waller's fantasy prospects as long as he's able to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that uh, if whenever you go to a place where you're going to be the number one option, it's always a, it's always a nice upgrade. Uh, speaking yeah. of going to a place where you're going to be the number one option, I love this fit. Stock up for Miles Sanders going from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Carolina Panthers. Finally escapes the ever the ever committee of the Philadelphia Eagles and yeah. gets his own backfield. Uh, and I think that he's going to shine when given this opportunity. We saw Christian McCaffrey obviously shine in this backfield. We saw Devontae uh, Foreman shine in this backfield. And now I know it's a new regime, Frank Reich in here, but Frank Reich's also the guy that handed the ball to Jonathan Taylor over and over and over and over and over again. He's going to have a young quarterback. Um, so I think that this is a great fit for Miles Sanders. I think they're going to lean on him. I think that he has the chops to, to get leaned on. And if you are a dynasty rosterer of uh, Miles Sanders or manager of Miles Sanders, I think you should be thrilled with this move. And if you're looking at him now, I think that by the time we get closer to the season, he's going to be one of these dead zone running backs that should be creeping up a little higher than the dead zone. When you really look at it, him being in the dead zone will kind of like, and that's by the way, it's between rounds four and seven, uh, will be kind of a steal um, him at RB2. Uh, that's how I feel about Miles Sanders right here in this in this offense. Michael, how, what say you? I think Miles Sanders uh, stock up, I think, but also I think he's going to be like a, a case study of sorts, like DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs-esque and the, the reason I bring up those two names is DeAndre Swift has always been a guy where people say he's so good, he's going to be a star in his own backfield, and every single year he's entering year four now. He's just been a committee back where he's been good when on the field, but like his rushing metrics have not been anything crazy, um, and people have just been wanting more and wanting more, and they just haven't gotten it. And then you get a guy like Josh Jacobs, who people thought was going to be very good from the jump, was not very good for three years. In year four, they were like, screw it, you're going to be a workhorse. And Josh Jacobs rewarded them handsomely and was an absolute star. Um, will Miles Sanders follow the DeAndre Swift path um, of, you know, just remaining a committee type guy who isn't like ever really owning the backfield? Or will he be take the Josh Jacobs-esque path where now it's his backfield? Um and he's just going to get 80 plus percent of the work in Carolina and Carolina is going to say, we have you for the next four years and we're going to use you for the next four years. Um, 25 million is a lot to give to a, a running back, especially for a team like the Panthers, who isn't necessarily in win now mode. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see, especially because Miles Sanders, he caught 50 passes, 400 plus receiving yards his rookie season. Um, and he just kept getting less and less receiving work for whatever reason in the Philly offense. So he has the ability to be a dual threat back and, I'm expecting Carolina to treat him that way. And if he gets the amount of work that Josh Jacobs got last year, he could be the Josh Jacobs of this season. I, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. think that Miles Sanders is, is, is a, he'll be one of my sleeper candidates. Like he'll be one of the guys that's like my guy. Um, maybe one of my hat hangers it, as of March 6th, March, but I just love the fit, man. I love Frank Reich. I love, I, they gave him a four year deal for $25 million. They're not going to give, yeah. you don't see running backs get four year deals. So they obviously believe in Miles Sanders. Now, again, this is the NFL, so this is not really a four-year deal, and it's not really a twenty-five million dollar deal. Like everything we're telling you, the twenty-five million—that's like the the best that the contract could be. These are based on incentives. A lot of these are like that. Um, speaking of running backs, let's stay in the running back area. 
David Montgomery, a Dean a Martin. favorite a favorite of this show, not quite. Uh, if you haven't watched, we we're not big Demon fans, but he goes to the Detroit Lions to share a backfield with the aforementioned DeAndre Swift. Now, David Montgomery has been a a plotter, a guy that has just been eh. Like the mid, the, I feel like if there was a line middle running back in the NFL, like a guy that's right in the middle, I think David Montgomery is right in the middle. He doesn't do anything special. Uh, he's tough. He's had a few stretches in fantasy that's really helped you. And now he goes to a team where the guy he's taking the place of, Jamal Williams, who we'll talk about next, he just came off a, a season where he scored 18 touchdowns. So, Barry Sanders. And, and, and David Montgomery has been using the goal line before ineffectively but has been using the goal line before so david montgomery to the lions in division switching in within division is his stock up sideways down what do you got david montgomery going to the lions was a surprise to david me. montgomery why do you say it like that david, david montgomery david montgomery going david to montgomery. the going to the lions was a bit of a surprise for me i'm not gonna lie um i was confused why they would uh you know give david montgomery a six million dollar a year, three-year deal when they played against him twice a year for the last several seasons. Who on that defense was like, ah, damn it, it's Montgomery Day. That's what I'm wondering because I don't think anybody was really like super afraid of David Montgomery coming at them. He's a mediocre running back, but I mean, the Lions are clearly going for it. They haven't been able to go for it for quite a while. Um, They absolutely dominated the second half of last season. They have a lot going for them. Jamal Williams was a, a fan favorite. He's always a locker room favorite. He just broke the Lions rushing touchdown record. I'm a little confused why they would at basically the same cost go David Montgomery over Jamal Williams, but that's something for the Lions, you know, front yes. office to think about. I think it's a uh, I think it's a downward move for Montgomery. Um leaving his workhorse role because he was a workhorse in Chicago and he was still not like not a top 18 ish running back on a week to week basis. Now he's going to probably be an early down type guy, goal on type guy, Jamal, Jamal Williams esque role, um, losing work to Deandre Swift rushing and on all passing downs and Justin Jackson working in last year too. Like we saw Jamal Williams have some big games when he scored. And then we saw like 10 rushes, 18 yard games when he didn't score. I think you're going to get a lot of that from David Montgomery. He's going to be a headache. He's not going to be someone I'm looking to, roster much um so yeah i think it's a downward move for david montgomery here despite going to a better offense it's weird they would give up on jamal williams too because he seemed like one of those locker room guys those one of those like linchpin kind of dudes you know yeah, who who didn't like jamal williams yeah the dude is he's a national treasure so like david yeah like i think i think i'm not just gonna repeat what michael said but i i agree this is like a downward i think there's a downward pointing for the lions and I think it's downward pointing for David Montgomery himself. So I don't really like I think David Montgomery and Jamal Williams are on the same level as like running backs. So I don't think it's really a performance concern. I'm just confused why they would do it for locker room purposes unless Jamal Williams wasn't that fondly uh thought of in the locker room. Who knows? We're not in the Lions locker room. Yeah. I mean, neither of those guys were yeah, he's just good with the media. That that's yeah. true. Look, neither of those guys are great, but Jamal Williams is is great at what at like at least one thing, he's a very good. He's got a known for the nose for the end zone. If he gets the ball in the one in in the like the five yard line and in, he's going to score. David Montgomery's not that guy. 
So, like, David Montgomery doesn't do anything special. Um, let's go to Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams from the Detroit Lions to the New Orleans Saints. He goes to team up with Alvin Kamara when whatever's going on with him. Um, the, obviously, Derek Carr has the new um, – is his new quarterback. This is going to be, like, one of those locker rooms where it's just, like, Derek Carr and Jamal Williams both giving, like, speeches – uh, in, in before the game, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be at least a pumped up team. I'll say that. Um, Jamal Williams going there. I don't know how I feel about this one. It it makes sense in a lot of ways, but the Saints are a team that does not excite me in any way. Uh, so, how do you feel about uh, Jamal Adams here, Michael? Is it stock up, stock down? Jamal Williams, playing? Tim. What I say? Jamal Williams. Jamal Adams. You still got the Jets on your mind? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so three years, twelve million, a little bit less than David Montgomery. It could have really been just the money. It is a, it is a business, as they say, the NFL. But I think this is stock down. He for took, Jamal but he Williams. took less than he took less than Montgomery. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he took less than Montgomery. What do you mean? It was All right, I'm thinking about the. I'm thinking in an opposite right. way. So yeah, the Lions made the decision to go to David Montgomery instead for more money. Paul Williams. I mean, age probably played a factor, the three-year age gap in there. But either way, Jamal Williams, I think this is a stock down as well. I think he's going to have a very similar role um, for the Saints that he did the Lions with Alvin Kamara basically being the more active DeAndre Swift. Um, but Jamal Williams also isn't going to score 18 touchdowns again. I think people who just look at previous season stats are going to be uh, – in for a rough season because Jamal Williams is likely going to be a very touchdown dependent option. And when you're scoring 18 touchdowns in a year and you're scoring a lot of touchdowns, you become a close to must start every week type of guy. I don't think that's going to be the case again this year with the Saints, even though, I mean, their offense is certainly improved with Derek Carr. Now, Chris Olave, resigned Michael Thomas. They brought in Jamal Williams. It's certainly an offense that could put up points. Um, the Lions were crushing it last year on offense, though, and Jamal Williams was the main benefactor when you got to the end zone we'll see how it goes it's not like alvin kamara can't score um so i think it's stocked down for jamal williams and don't don't expect another 18 touchdown year no those don't come those don't grow on trees it would be foolish to do so um rashad penny goes from the seahawks to the eagles hey. for one year team friendly deal i gotta say rashad penny this is one of the this is intriguing this is intriguing um rashad penny's amazing when he plays the problem is he never plays. So Correct. that's it. That's really the, the if ends and buts about it. And you're going to go to an offense where you're probably getting an opportunity to play sparingly. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up a Mike, uh, Miles Sanders type season where he'll score 20 points some weeks, but he'll score under five points some weeks. Yeah, that's going to be the issue. I agree because of his uh his inability to catch passes as well. He's going to be an early down guy and. That's not, I mean, for the Eagles to be on the Eagles, I do think it's a stock up that he's going to Philly because they're going to be leading more often, which means they may lean on Rashad Penny more. But the fact that he just continues to get injured every season is certainly not a, it's certainly not something that you could uh, take lightly. I mean, he's a very talented running back. One year, $1.35 million speaks for itself with how much, you know, concern teams have because I'm sure. If he could have gotten two and a half million, which is double that somewhere else, I'm sure he would have taken it. Like the one one point three five million dollar deal for a talented running back is is cheap, but we got to see if he stays healthy or not. It's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm, I'm always gonna be rooting for him. I'm a big Rashad Penny uh, truther. Um, yes, you are. Ezekiel Elliott 
cut from the Cowboys. You don't know where he's going to go yet, but this is obviously Tony Pollard to the moon. I think Tony Pollard becomes a top five pick at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if people start considering him number one overall. In the patron pod um, a couple weeks ago, Matt and I dissected the FFPC um, ADP round six through 10 and rounds one through five on the public pod. Tony Pollard was mixed in there round four, I believe he was going in. And I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. Like Zeke last year was a third round pick when we were scared of Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard absolutely killed it. And now we don't have to be scared of Zeke. Like he's just a smash pick every time at that ADP. Like If he remains anywhere close to that ADP. Yeah, I agree with you too. It makes no sense. I think he should be a easy top 15 pick as the star running back of the Cowboys. I'm talking about number one overall over here. Yeah. Like, so if that ADP remains, he's going to be screaming buys for everybody here at Brodo. Um, but yeah, Zeke, let's see where he ends up. But he's been, he's been linked to the Bucks. His time in Dallas is to what will they, bro, they're going to trade, get rid of Leonard Fournette and bring in Zeke. I mean, they, they already got rid of Leonard Fournette. Yeah. And bring in Zeke. I mean, maybe they like they're running back slow. Maybe they're like, like, all right, and Derek Carr. Who are we going to get? Let's get the slow ones. The slow ones. That's the ones to go with. No, nah, but I mean, it, I feel bad for Zeke, man. He's he's one of the goats. And he's just, he's falling I mean, off a cliff. That's what it is. He was very, I mean, last season, people like, it was the, the cool thing to do is to shit on Zeke. And then he went on like a 10 game stretch of being a top 15 running back every single week. So like, touchdowns. Yeah. And yes, he was touchdown dependent, but still happened. He ended up not being a bad pick at ADP by any means. Um, next on the agenda, Michael's boyfriend, his his favorite dude in the world. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster goes from the Chiefs to the New England Patriots. Three years, $33 million for Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Michael, how, what's your reaction on this one? I'm going to let you get your 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 mans out of the way. Yeah, man, this is a downgrade for me as a human and as a fantasy analyst. <laughs> I, you guys know we're Jets fans, so it's like I got to root against Juju every week now, which is lame because I'm a Juju fan. And secondly, just getting catching passes from Patrick Mahomes last season. One healthy Juju had some big games. Again, he was dealing with injuries and such, which is unfortunate. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy. And I was going to be catching passes from Mac Jones, Ugh. where Jacoby Myers was getting 100-plus targets and being a fringe wide receiver three flex type of guy. I think Juju's better than Jacoby Myers, um, but he's probably going to have a similar role. Yak, you know, middle of the field type of guy. Not for nothing, but Juju had a good year, yak-wise, uh, this year. Very good. But before this season, in his career... He was ridiculously, hilariously low in, in yak overexpected. Like, ri- yeah. like ridiculously low. So let's not go and act like Juju some kind of you know yak machine. I'm just saying, it's. It, I, I expect he'll have a role similar to what Jacoby Myers had last season as the main target hog. But yeah, I just, I just don't see Juju having great seasons in in New England with Mac Jones on their center. And I think the Patriots offense is gross. I don't believe in Mac Jones. They never did even after his uh, rookie year. So yeah, not a landing spot. I'd like for a receiver that I like. And Juju is that receiver. I think he, he he's going to have a very similar, like when he was said, Oh, he's going to be the number one 
option for the Chiefs this year. You're like, all right, fine. Uh, but they have Travis Kelsey. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes spreads the ball around. So is that something I'm super interested in? And he ended up just being, I think it's the same exact thing, except now it's Mac Jones instead of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and true throw values aren't even close between Mac Jones and Patrick Mahomes. Like a target from Mahomes is way more valuable than a target from Mac Jones. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. No, me neither. All right, Michael, we get to actually uh, one more that I want to really get into, and then we'll hit the turbo speed button. Eh, not turbo speed, but you know, the this let's, let's speed it up a little. This one's interesting. Samaj P. Ryan goes from the Bengals to the Broncos. This is interesting for two reasons. The first, the assumption was that Joe Mixon was getting cut this offseason. What happens to Joe Mixon now? Does this make the I think it was actually, uh, I think earlier today. He's not being charged with anything with the whole shooting. Still, they were, they were talking about cutting him even before that. He has a bunch of guaranteed money on his deal. He signed that big deal. Oh, I, his lack of skill, yes. And, and his lack of skill, yes. So, I mean, it, could the Bengals be in on a guy like Derrick Henry? Could the Bengals be in on Austin Eckler, who has demanded a trade and has that would be crazy. gotten permission to seek a trade? I think Austin Eckler would be a phenomenal fit. On this Bengals team, that would um, be wild. The Bengals yeah. offense would be unstoppable. I would, I would definitely like to draft Austin Eckler if that was the case. But with that being said, um, it's interesting too because he signs with Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Uh, famously, Sean Payton is the architect of the Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara one-two punch. Uh, you have Javante Williams coming off an injury, and now you have Samaj P. Ryan, who last year, like. He was never really a pass catcher, and then last year he exploded onto the scene as this pass catching back. And he was a pass catcher because he was a very good pass blocker. Sure, fine, but he wasn't considered one of the like the pass catching backs of the league. He would play on third downs. Yes, he was a third down back, but he was not like oh Samaje Piran, what a great pass catcher. Last year it was Samaje Piran, what a great pass catcher. Like he took he took phenomenal strides forward uh, in his workhorse development. Joe Mixon was out as well. Right. Remember, this is a guy who kind of fizzled out in Washington. Um, was, it was a, a joke. Remember, people were like, yeah, oh, so Marjorie B. Ryan, oh, he really turned his career around. And since, yeah, man. So like he's he does and he's going to get a chance now because, you know, first of all, Javante Williams, you don't know where his injury is at. You don't know where he's at in his recovery. And then on top of that, he's going to get touches. Two years, seven point five million is not starter money, uh, but it's definitely touches money. So if you I'm Samaj Piran, I'm, I'm I think his outlook is up. Yeah, if, I'm, if I this mean, is like if you're if you're listening, I'm using hand signals. Um, if he's like here last season with Cincy, I think he's like low. all the way up here. I got a big, I got Super a big high. jump. Yeah, because honestly, like this this may sound crazy. I think he could be the James Connor, eleventh round James Connor of like four years ago mm-hmm. when Le'Veon Bell got injured. Um when he was the first overall pick, and then James Conner ended up being a league winner, had a tremendous season. Javante Williams is already injured. He just continues to get injured. He's never really proven anything on the field. Um, he's not going to be a workhorse. Samaj Piran, when he was a workhorse for the Bengals last season, he was a top 15 running back every single time, no matter what. Don't even think about it. Start him. Right. He ended up playing more snaps than Joe Mixon in their game against the Chiefs that they lost, and it wasn't like it was a blowout game. It was a very, very tight game the entire time. Um, and he was trusted more than Joe Mixon in that time period. And look, if Javante Williams is like people are, I think they're underestimating the injury. 
Um, if he ends up getting injured again or something crazy happens where he's unable to really play much next season, Samaja Piran could be one of those like huge late round picks that immediately makes a huge impact for your team. Yeah, I, we're we're on the same page. I think that uh, although you're a little higher than uh, that, that was, you know, Jay, uh, James Conner for the has, stars on March I'm not 16th. Saying he's, yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna be a top five running back next season if Javante Williams goes down, but I think he could have that James Connorish effect where he could be like a top fifteen running back um, if if Javante Williams is unable to play next season. All right, Michael, we got twelve players left. We're fifty three minutes into the podcast. Do you think we're bringing it in under an hour? Let's find out. Darius no, Slayton. Re- D- Darius Slayton returns to the Giants. Two years, twelve millions, up down. In between, kind of, kind of funny that the Giants, like Darius Slayton, had a very good season this past season. After the Giants, like after he already had a very good season for the Giants a few years back, and they just kind of benched him, and then he kind of. They were like, oh, I guess we'll play Darius Slayton this year because we have to. And then he played well again. And now they re-sign him. It's very confusing. I guess they trust well, him now. It was a new years, system. Two years, $12 million is also not like a a huge uh, huge deal where you think like, oh, they trust this guy. But it seems like he's going to have a role. But Isaiah Hodgins was good last season. Richie James was Richie James. They brought in Paris Campbell, who's probably going to take all Richie James' snaps. Like... I don't know. We'll see. I think it's neutral. He's staying with the same team. I don't think Paris Campbell affects much for Darius Slayton. But uh, yeah, I shout out to Darius Slayton for for winning over two separate, you know, coaching staffs. He was a late round pick, I think fifth round pick out of Auburn. Um, you know, had to win over a, a staff, did, and then a new staff came in. They benched him, went went over the staff again, and now he's got a contract. Shout out to Darius Slayton. Yeah, his his situation probably stays the same. Uh, that one's you got to monitor because the the Giants are probably going to add a wide receiver or two before it's all said and done. Um, speaking about the Giants, adding a wide receiver or two, Paris Campbell from the Colts to the Giants, one year, four point seven million. Um, you know, it's always a Paris Campbell story. Is you know he's got some he's got some skill, but he's always injured. Yeah, I don't have any. I have no bone in my body that wants to draft Paris Campbell. I know it's not a great wide receiver room. Um, neither was Indy, really, last season. Yeah, they had Michael Pittman, who's better than anyone the Giants have. But this guy's entering, what, his fourth year in the league, and it's been three years of mediocrity and or injuries. So, yeah, I don't have any. I don't think there's any appeal here. Uh, Jacoby Brissett goes to... Uh, the Washington Commanders, one year, $8 million, could be up to $10 million. Uh, he's going to compete with Sam Howell for the starting quarterback job. Look, Jacoby Brissett played well last last year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He could start. I'd, I'd be comfortable starting his weapons with him at uh, under under her center. Yeah, I mean, the Browns were a top uh, top half of the league scoring offense with Jacoby Brissett under, t- under center. They were terrible with Deshaun Watson under center. Like, Jacoby Brissett was... Down to balling out last year. Um, surprisingly, kind of. He was. He had, a, he had a Geno Smith light type of year. Um, not obviously at Geno Smith's level, but Jacoby Brissett was playing very well. And then, obviously, they had to start Deshaun Watson after the contract they gave him once he returned, and the Browns paid for it by sucking the rest of the way. And now Brissett lands in a spot. I think it was very smart for him to go to Washington, competing against a sophomore fifth round quarterback who apparently has the job. Yeah, sure. A fifth round quarterback has the job on March 16th. 
I think there's a very good chance that Jacoby Brissett, if even if he doesn't start right away, takes Sam Howell's job if Howell struggles. But I also think there's just a, a chance that Jacoby Brissett is a starting quarterback heading into week one because he proved last year that he could be a solid quarterback in this league. Washington has solid weapons and they're not looking to rebuild. Um, they want to win now. And Jacoby Brissett, I think, has a uh, has a chance to be a solid quarterback um, for the commanders. Hayden Hurst finds himself on his third team in three years. He goes to the Carolina Panthers on a three-year deal for $21.75 million. Played well last year. Um, you know, it's a decent weapon. Um, you know, I wouldn't be drafting him, but he's probably got some streaming potential next year with C.J. Stroud probably as his quarterback. Well, we'll see who they draft. Um, but, yeah, C.J. Stroud. Who, who do you got? Getting favorite. By a uh, lot. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just uh, not Justin Fields. Uh, the other dude, I'm blanking, <laughs> or Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah, but I'm talking about the Bryce the Young. other. Yeah, Bryce Young. There you go. Uh, but anywho, yeah. I mean, this. I was confused by this deal. The Panthers, they're like stuck in limbo. They traded away DJ Moore, um, but then they signed Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst. I don't know. They're they seem to be trying to rebuild very, very fast and they want Hayden Hurst and Miles Sanders for the next year, the year two and year three rather than oh, this yeah, year yeah. to compete right away. Um and DJ Moore not so much. But anywho, it's it's a whatever move. I'm not gonna be very interested in Hayden Hurst. But I do think it's Michael, a little bit of an upgrade. You're trying to just make us go over the hour mark. By I think yourself. it's a little bit of an upgrade, though. I did want to say that compared to all the target um, earners in Cincy. Um, Tyler Heineke goes to the Atlanta Falcons on a two-year deal. Right? He, people were thinking that maybe he had a chance to start, but he came out and said that his his uh, mindset is to back up Desmond Ritter as much as he can. So, uh, look, he's getting paid pretty well. Because I'm the tailor. Yeah. This is uh, quarterback insurance money for sure here. Yeah. Um, if Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback or if they draft a quarterback, this is if we need you and we don't want our season to be a complete waste of time, Taylor Heineke, you're going to be our starting quarterback. Otherwise, you'll be our backup, I think. Um, I don't see him going into week one as a starter, similar to how I think Jacoby Brissett could. I don't really think it's going to be an option here. I think it's more of just an insurance policy type of thing. Like, even if Desmond Ritter plays so bad that Taylor Heineke has to come in the first half of week one, that I don't think is out of the cards, but I don't think he starts week one. The, the ice cream, sandwich, ice cream sandwich. Robert Woods goes to the Houston Texans to give them some veteran presence. Two years, $15.25 million. Um, I mean, he's his days as a fan, fantasy asset is probably done, um, but, you know, he uh, he will be on the Texans. Yeah, uh, not where you want to go either. No. Uh, J- Jonah Smith, Jonu Smith gets traded from the New England Patriots to the Atlanta Falcons, which is interesting. Skip this one. I don't know. It's it's a little interesting for me personally because uh, his head coach was uh, Arthur Smith the last time he had a good season. He uh, had a good or, season, a.k.a. caught some touchdowns. Yes. Whatever. Yes. A.k.a. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Poor yeah. bucks. When you are a first overall pick, you get limitless chances, folks. That's how it works in the NFL. I um, mean, but when they, it comes down to Baker or Kyle Trask, I understand them thinking maybe we should just go ahead and get Baker. Should have got Sam Darnold. Um, let's go to uh, Sam Darnold. Who did Sam Darnold sign with? Sam Darnold signed with someone. Niners. Yeah. 
He might start for the Niners week one. I'd like to see Sam Darnold in the Niners offense. If Brock Purdy was able to do what he was able to do, I could see Sam Darnold tearing it up in a Niners offense. If Sam Darnold takes the reins and balls out, you will be so annoyed by who I am. You'll just be Timmy, you just won't be able Tim, to be around me. A 49ers Darnold led 49ers team versus an Aaron Rodgers led Jets team for the Super Bowl. That would be bittersweet for me. I love Sam Darnold. I really do. Um, James Robinson, New York Jets, the New England Patriots, two years, eight million. Okay. Bill Belichick continues to just make head scratching free agent decisions, and people don't want to say it because he's Bill Belichick. I mean, James Robinson was toast. We saw it last year. He could not move the ball at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is. I will say that is pretty good for Ramondre Stevenson, though. Yes. Uh, Deontay Foreman, this is an interesting one. goes from Carolina to the, to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears. Uh, mostly because Deontay Foreman has a track record of success now, and Khalil Herbert is not going to have the backfield to himself. I, I think that this is an interesting move also because Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert kind of do the same things. They're kind of the same type of back. So it's yeah. not like this is a change of pace back. This is someone who's going to like take you know one out of every three drives. But Khalil Herbert is a was better than David Montgomery last season, basically the last two seasons. So it's about time they just let him be the leader of their backfield. Robert Tanyan goes to the Chicago Bears as well. One-year deal. The terms are to be announced. Uh, he joins Cole Komet, everyone's favorite, not-needed fantasy tight end. And finally, Gardner Minshew goes from the Eagles to the Colts. $3.5 million to... Backup, maybe Lamar Jackson. The the Colts are kind of like clearing cap space right now. It's an interesting fit. It's an interesting fit. A little disappointing, I think. Gardner Minshew not only signing for only three and a half million when Tyler Taylor Heineke got ten, Jacoby Brissett got eight, and Baker Mayfield got eight and a half. Like Gardner Minshew, I think has shown more than those guys. Um, maybe not Brissett, but still. A little, uh, a little surprised that he settled for one year, three and a half million. But I guess he sees a path to playing time in Indy, and you know maybe bringing that into a, a bigger contract next season. That's it. That is the fantasy uh, reactions to the, the latest free agent moves. We talked, we talked, we talked, it, it, and we it, talked some more. It got a little tedious there at the end when we talked about players that are probably not going to have a. Uh, a, an impact, but I really enjoyed like the first you 15 know minutes was, of this episode were fire. You know what was my favorite, Tim? Around the uh, the 4.30 to 5 minute mark where you exited um, and I kind of just forgot the stream yard keeps going and I sang and then I was silent and then I was like, wait a sec, I can't end this recording. The recording's still going. And right when I was about to start talking again, you hopped back in. That was fun. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, I was going to cut that out for the audio listeners and now you know, you just, you just ruined yeah. it. So maybe I do cut it out anyway, and uh, and they'd be just like, "What? When was this?" Yeah, that was right in the middle of our Aaron Rodgers talk. You know what? Go watch. Go watch. Yeah, YouTube.com/slash Broto Fantasy, the Fantasy Football by Broto app, BrotoFantasy.com, Patreon.com/slash Broto Fantasy. If you want to support the show, at Broto FF Mike, at Broto FF Tim, at Broto FF Jason, at Broto FF Casanova, at Psychward FF, at Broto Fantasy, at FF app, FF by Broto. Too many ads. Too many ads to go around. Instagram, straight flexing. YouTube, TikTok, your mom's house. That's where we're at. Come on, man. You had to end it with that bullshit. Michael, let me ask you a question. 
If you how had, old are you, man? <laughs> if you had, if you had to eat truffles only oh, truffles. for the remainder of your days, okay. But you can only somehow, have somehow, no matter what, you have to bring in these weird ass terminology for the remainder of your days. But you should... can only eat one type of meat with that truffle. So it's only truffle flavored meat for the rest of your life. What are you what are you picking? Does health of the meat factor into it? Of course not. Then steak. I mean, it's debatable <laughs> whether like chicken is more healthy than steak. It's debatable. Just putting that out there. Grass fed, grass finished. Whatever. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs>